0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. The tagline, the title for today is Lord, We Need You because really that's what it's about. That is what it's about. We need God. I need Him. I need Him. And I believe that we we need him. We need him to help us. And this is the one, of the, one of the ways that we engage with him. The first to start with a question why fast? Well, Jesus answers this in Matthew chapter 6, um, verses 16 to 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men. They are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So Jesus is kind of pointing out to us that this is between us and God. Um, You know, like you might want to, obviously Jesus made some very appropriate um, points there in a time when people who were fasting kind of tended not to look after their physical appearance. So that everybody knew they were fasting and so that kind of they were walking around thinking I'm awesome. Everybody thinks I'm awesome. Look at what a woman of God I am. Look what a man of God I am because I'm fasting. But Jesus said, "No, you're missing the point. You know, it's saying it's it, he's saying that you know, sh- shower, put some perfume on, put some aftershave on, you know, do your hair if you've got some to do. Um, you know, it, it's, this is not about you putting you on display. This is a moment between you and God, and." In fact, if we we had time, we'd look at the whole of Matthew 6 and we see that Jesus points out that there are three duties, essentially, that are essential for the normal Christian. If you're a normal Christian, you will do these things, things because Jesus said this, He says, When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. He didn't say, if you give, if you pray. Or if you fast, there was an assumption that if you're gonna if you're gonna engage with God, if you're gonna follow me, you're gonna give, you're gonna pray, and you're gonna fast. That is the they they are the normal normal duties of someone who says they follow Jesus. Uh, you saw the um, clip there of Rob Morris to talk about giving. We're gonna we're gonna um, talk about that and about stewardship um, because it's an important thing. To think about and we are going to, I don't know whether it's really brief, but we're going to show the video. Why? Because there's an anointing on this man. You know, one of the things that leaders, preachers normally do is they they watch that and then they put together their own notes. And they come and talk on it, you know. But I'm thinking, well, yeah, I could do that. Uh, i 've taught on giving many times over many years, but I just thought to get someone you know some something fresh, something different, to speak into the heart and life of our church, because at the end of the day, as he even said in that clip it 's about me and my heart towards god that 's what that 's what this is about, as indeed what we 're talking about today um and, you know, I think that if Jesus is asking us to do this, then there are good reasons, but, you know, we, we, we feel like we need to know why we're doing what we're doing. Um, the benefits of prayer and fasting are that fasting opens the door to a deeper, more intimate, more powerful relationship with God. Because we want as a house and I really believe it for this coming year. We want our roots to go deep yeah. in God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's so important to me, but it's so important to God that our roots go deep in Him. Um, I've been, you know, not, not in, a, in a negative way or I think I even mentioned it uh, in, a, in a preach recently, you know, how deep does God go? Because if, if my relationship with God, if my spirituality is simply that I turn up at church on a Sunday but then I, I, I basically go away and crack on with my life and it's not that I don't love church and it's not that I don't enjoy church and it's not that I don't get something out of it but, but it's almost like that becomes a sum total of what my engagement with God is, all right, apart from a quick fire prayer that I might flash up during the week or whatever. I, I want to suggest to us that to be a God follower, to be a Christ follower is more than that. It has to go deeper than that. We're missing, we're missing out on the wonder, the treasure the, of everything that God has got for us. So, so yes, yes, we engage with prayer and fasting. At the beginning of the year, because of course we want to believe for a great year and you know, whatever a great year is. You know, what is a great year? Even, you know, even, even that. Okay, I'm feeling a bit deep today. I could to you need to maybe just watch yourself, you know. But it's like, what if, what if a great year for you was that God really sent some huge challenges your way? that you needed to engage with. Because I think sometimes when we say we're believing for a great year, we're believing for, a, okay, no problems, no troubles. It's all gonna be easy. You know, it's just gonna go, are not gonna have any issues. And, you know, it's like, well, maybe that would be my idea of a great year, but God's idea of a great year I, and I would have to say that God's idea of a great year is better than my idea of a great year, and it's better than your idea of a great year. But we don't want to just pray for whatever that works out for you for a great year. It's, it's about having a deeper relationship with God. And 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 if you like, even that says a little bit about me, doesn't it? It's, it's like... Um, do I want a great year just cuz I want an easy year or do I want a deeper relationship with God? What's the goal here? What's the goal? Do I want because if if I genuinely want a deeper relationship with God then whatever comes my way I know. That's why we sing what we sing. I trust in you. If I'm trusting you it means that trust is required. That <laughs> it means I can't see clearly the way ahead, I, I, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I'm gonna have to trust in you. So by, by fasting, we, we suppress the desires of the flesh so that we become more sensitized to the spirit. Our physical hunger helps point us to a spiritual hunger. We hunger and we thirst after him. As someone once said, dieting deals with the outside And this isn't just our way of dealing with a few extra Christmas pounds. You know, dieting deals with the outside, but fasting deals with the inside, the unseen, the heart. Fasting helps you determine the difference between what you want and what you really need. Because what we want is not always what we need. We may feel physically weaker, but it will lead to being strengthened spiritually. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Fasting is not an opportunity to manipulate God into getting what I want. You know, it's like, hey God, look at me. I'm really suffering here really hungry, Lord, really need you to hear these prayers because, Lord, you know, I'm doing this for you. I'm not doing it for me. It's, it's about aligning myself with God, about putting the first. It's, a, it's positioning myself to hear His voice. And it actually is getting us to a, a place where we're saying, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. Fasting provides me with an opportunity to stop focusing on me and my wants and concentrate on God and what he wants. Philippians 3 says that for as I have often told you before, Paul writing said this, he said before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. So fasting is an opportunity to bring our appetites under the power of of the cross, not just as it were, my my appetite to do with food, but all my appetites, all the things that I do that I think I need. Fasting helps me reignite my passion for God. First Corinthians 9 says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All Athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So that I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I, might, I, might, I myself might be disqualified. So fasting is about discipline. Discipline. It's about disciplining my body because physiologically, physically, I want to eat. It's normal. God is wired as that way. He wants us to do that. But we, we, you know, it's like, I don't know about you, but um, I, I would say that I seek in my life to be reasonably disciplined in regard to food. But it's like, I love men's pies. Eh? I love men's pies. And this I, when when Joe used to live with us. Now Joe loves mince pies as well, so it kind of like the sin was shared. Not that it's a sin, but maybe the amount that you eat is sin. But I don't know. And and, and but Joe isn't living with us anymore, so I've realised like Lynette doesn't really eat mince pies. So I like, now I've got the whole box, <laughs> and and it's like it's just amazing that you know like in the morning you you'll have a coffee and like you'd never think of having a mince pie, but it's there. But you know like. <clears throat> oh, come on, you know, it's Christmas. It's amazing how long Christmas lasts. And, and then, you know, maybe one in the afternoon. And like now, like you eat, oh my gosh, I'm eating mince pies. I am, I am going to look like a mince pie. It is. And like, I'm so I'm that that needs to be reined in, guys. It needs to be reined in. Thank God they stopped selling them. But, um, but I need to reign that in. And it's an opportunity. So fasting is an opportunity to rein in. My body, because stuff I would normally do or wouldn't normally do, you know, you start doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm having a joke. There's nothing wrong with a season of uh, feasting. There's not, I I believe it's entirely appropriate. You know, you go through the, the Old Testament. There was many feasts. It's a wonderful thing. It's good. God wants you to celebrate. He wants you to fast, but He doesn't want us to live there. Because then it's not a feast. It's normal life. So we've got to rein it in. So that, and, and, and we do that with, with fasting. It, it, it's where our disciplines have got out of shape, fasting will realign us. It helps us restore a healthy balance to our lives where areas of excess have crept in. It increases spiritual sensitivity. And, uh, and that's why when we fast, we should also spend time in prayer. And the Word, I'll talk about that in a moment. Because the reality reality is that sometimes, as I've mentioned, in the busyness of life, we do find ourselves um, just going through religious routines rather than developing a relationship. Fasting helps me develop that relationship. It brings perspective that I can't do life alone. I need God. I can try to do it in my own strength, but I will fail because I am wired to succeed with his strength. Psalm 27 says, Hear my voice when I call. Be merciful to me and answer me. And when King David wrote, that Psalm, he was writing it because he, he was crying out to a God. He's saying, Lord, I don't just need you to hear what I say. I'm saying that when I cry out to you, I'm believing that you're gonna do something with what you hear. The benefits of fasting is, in order. To, what do we do to get the most out of this time? It's not just about putting ourselves through some miserable, painful process just so we can say, oh, we did it. It was tough, but we did it. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, now we can crack on. Where's McDonald's? No, it's, it's not about that. It's about understanding that I'm developing a relationship with a loving Father. So we need to pray and, and understand that sacrifice is part of it. In fact, as we read there, God delights and gives rewards to those who sacrifice and who aren't broadcasting it, you know? Maybe this is not an opportunity to take a selfie for the IG, day two of the fast. <laughs> Feeling awful. <laughs> but Jesus loves me and Jesus knows, you know what I mean? Just, just between me and you, Lord. Um, you know, the uh, bottle of water and the, the Bible open with your notebook and the pen laid across spending time just making sure the lighting is just right. Um, no one at this church, I know, it's fine. I think that we should take into account that Jesus, the Son of God, fasted. Uh, you know, that's That's a good tip for all of us. If he did it, then then we should take note of that. And a normal biblical fast is that you do without food, but you drink plenty of water. Um, There is also what is termed as a a Daniel fast, because Daniel did it. He just ate fruit and, and vegetables. So it was like a partial fast. There are some people who should not fast, babies and children, pregnant and nursing moms, people with certain medical conditions or eating disorders. And if anyone is in any way concerned about that, you need to consult your own GP. If it's not possible for you to fast from food, well, maybe you can consider fasting TV or social media or caffeine or something else that is a sacrifice for the sake of seeking God. I think I'd have to say, fasting is intentional. It's intentional. I can't have been too busy to eat lunch and say, Lord, I just declare that a fast. I just declare that a fast, Lord. That I, I, Lord, I, I. No, you can't, in retrospect, declare you not eating lunch a fast. It's like, I remember back in South Africa, some guy gave me a money, some money he owed me. He says, I just wanna sew this into your life. I said, bro, you can't, you owed me the money. You can't sew it into my life, you know. It's like, you know, you can't miss lunch and then declare it a fast because you just were too busy. Um, So Jesus, as we said, fasted. And and fasting might leave us feeling a bit more physically weak, but we will be spiritually strengthened. Um, And and in fact, if you read, particularly in Luke 4, where Jesus was tempted by the devil, the fast actually, even though he was physically weak, gave him the strength to stand against the physical, or the the spiritual rather, attack that he was under. We read in the book of Esther, there were several people in the Bible who fasted. Esther, Esther also fasted for three days. And, uh, and she got other people to join in with her because she had a huge challenge ahead of her and she wanted to be sensitive to God. She wanted to hear God and, and, and open her heart to what he wanted to say. As we've talked about, Daniel did a partial fast. Um, Nehemiah fasted, yeah. However you fast, there must be a measure of sacrifice. If it's no consequence to you, it's no Consequence to God. If it's no consequence to you, it's no consequence to God. You know, like, I don't know. Like, do you know what? I've just been fasting Skittles. <laughs> I love Skittles, eh? But, like, I've just been fasting Skittles and it's just unto the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, nah. Yeah. Fasting must include prayer and time in the Bible, otherwise, you're just starving yourself. And some of you might have a little bit of a physical reaction. You are not dying. Let me just explain something to you. Like, for 90%, if not more of us in this room, we can manage. We could manage a week. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, just living off some of those mince pies that have been consumed. The reason you feel terrible is actually your body cleaning itself out, getting rid of toxins. And you might, particularly the first day or two, especially if you're a big coffee drinker or a big tea drinker, then you might have a headache. You might feel a little nauseous, but you are not dying. You are oh and these symptoms will pass. You will feel a little bit lacking of energy but actually your body is saying thank you. Thank you. It is actually in recovery. But that's why you must drink plenty of water. Just drink loads of water to flush out, not only to stay hydrated but to flush out all the rubbish that is in your system. And because of that, Um, you know, your breath might not smell that great either. Don't say, oh, are you fasting? (laughs) Just in case they're not. (laughs) It might affect your mood a little bit. You might feel a little down, a little short-tempered. When you're fasting, it's generally not a great time to be having big conversations. You know, over this week, if the Christmas credit card bill comes, this is not the time to be discussing it. Just give it to Jesus and discuss it next week. So don't be, because you are, yeah, your your emotions are gonna be nearer to the surface when you are fasting. Um, However, you're not allowed, you know, you can't be laying into somebody and say, I'm sorry, bro, it's just I'm fasting and my emotions are very close to the surface. And no, that, like self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And, and, and though, though you may feel these things, the Spirit is more powerful than the flesh. So you can take charge of you. Don't let your emotions dominate. And as we've said, uh, you know, don't walk around looking miserable, telling everybody, oh, don't, don't mind me, it's day two, I'm just feeling terrible. <laughs> it, it, I love the way the message version puts it, actually. It says, uh, in Matthew 6, it says, when you practice some appetite-denying discipline to better concentrate on God, don't make a production out of it. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. If you go into training inwardly, act normal outwardly. That'd be a challenge for some of you as it is. Shampoo and comb your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face. God doesn't require attention-getting devices. He won't overlook what you're doing. He'll reward you well. I love that. So it's about attitude. Fasting may not be enjoyed, but it does not have to be endured because I focus on the fact that I'm getting something better. I'm sacrificing something good for something better. And and that means that because my emotions are closer to the surface and I'm more sensitive, we're supposed to be putting that time into seeking God. Otherwise, we're just wasting it. We're wasting the sacrifice you know, it's probably not the best to get on from the prayer meeting and decide to start watching the Food Channel or the Great British Bake Off or something. It, you know, be wise with what you feed your mind over, over the days. And like, you're saying, well, what are you saying to us? In regard, Are you saying... What I'm saying, this is what I am saying. You get on board in the way you feel you can get on board. It might be that you decide that over these three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, well, I'm going to fast at lunch. I'm just going to fast lunchtime and instead of eating my sandwiches, I'm going to read my Bible, sit in the car, go and find a quiet place. Maybe you want to fast sunrise, to sunset maybe you want to fast for a day or two days or over the whole three days um, if you've got something you know already in the diary a family event or a business an important business lunch don't stress you know you're not going to get a, a black mark in Jesus book because but at the same time, now don't walk out of here and plan a family event. <laughs> on each of those nights, because that's not kind of what we're talking about. Everyone should seek to do something. And I think if you get and not, well what, how do I get to be a part of this and do the minimum? Because you're kind of missing the point. Almost don't bother. Because this isn't about you, oh yeah, hey, we're doing it, hey, whew, oh my gosh. No, it's like, this is about you and your relationship with God. It's basically saying, you know what God, I want you more than I want food. And I'm going to get on board in the way that I've got faith to, in the way that I feel is right for me at this time. This is how I'm going to get on Board. because you can bet your bottom dollar the enemy, the devil, is gonna seek to give you every excuse under the sun to not get involved because he does not want you to engage with God. He does not want you to be sensitive to God and he doesn't want you to hear from God. Now, I think one of the things that might, people might find a little surprising, but it's, it's, I'm sure for some of you, this is different. For me, I never feel especially close to God when I'm fasting. I feel like I should. I feel like, you know what, really, because I'm going through this, then I should feel really, I just, I should feel the presence. I just, just feel, oh, can I man die, shall I man die? I should just feel his presence. And generally speaking, for me, for me, that is not, the way it works. I just don't feel, I, 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 I don't feel the presence of God. But I've, whenever I've finished fasting, I feel the benefits of that. And I know that things are different. And so I want to encourage you that if, if you're not feeling particularly close to God over these three days, you're not to think, well, am I doing something wrong? Am I, am I getting this wrong? What is it, you know? um no it's just that it 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 just works out different and it's not the same every fast you can't say well even me I shouldn't now go into it thinking oh well I don't feel God well I might this time in in Jesus name I want to believe that I will why not you know it's different every time but it's just if it works out that way to help you we we are We're not just fasting either to get answers to prayer, but to know God at a deeper level. Yes, do we want to believe for answers to prayer? Sure, but it's the most important thing is knowing God at a deeper level. We're not fasting to get from God everything we think we should have, but to submit to Him and say, Lord, for you, for my life, for my family, your kingdom come, your will be done. We're here not just to do the talking, but to listen, to hear your voice. And as I say, the spiritual benefits of fasting may well emerge after the fast. So we've got, we've got two corporate gatherings over the three days, uh, Tuesday, Uh, 7 till 8 15 and Thursday 7 till 8 15. Wednesday night is an opportunity for perhaps you to pray as a family as a married couple get together with a few friends so that we're maximizing the opportunity and then in addition to that you've got your own personal times that it might even help you to put in the diary so that you don't just intend to all day oh, you know, I was going to, I was going to, and we judge ourselves by our intentions, but actually God judges by our actions when it comes to this. So we need to, put, you know, put it in your diary, make sure you take time, because again, otherwise, what's the point? We, if we're doing this, we're doing it. And um, as we've said already, God rewards sacrifice. Remember what we read in Matthew at the beginning. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I will find Him when I seek Him with all my heart. What do you need, God, for this year? What do you need for what have you been accepting that that actually it needs to change it needs to change what have you just been ah oh, well you know I prayed and nothing really happened what have you what have you been accepting that, that actually God is saying no it's time it's time you've been waiting for God but actually God's been waiting for you you need to come and seek Him for this year ahead. You need to seek Him for your family. It's so important that we, that, we, that we ask, if we're believing as a church family, for God to do something that you believe for your family. You believe for your life as an individual. But what about, what about your marriage? What are your children? What are you believing for? What are you believing for? in regard to you as a couple? What are you believing for in regard to you as, with uh, in regard to your children? What are some of the things that you're believing for? Maybe at school, maybe at, at college, uni, whatever, you know, at work. What are the things that you're believing for? What do you, maybe if your kids are grown and away from home, what, you can still believe for them, pray for them. Maybe some of you, I just even feel, prompted to say that some of you who maybe, because your kids have kind of wandered away from the Lord and it's not that you don't pray you do pray but maybe some of the fire has gone out of your prayers maybe maybe it's time to re-engage with some of that to believe again to trust again to to pray for mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and brothers and sisters who've once walked with the Lord but actually probably right now in all honesty are, are not where they should be but now we can pray and we can believe again. You know, I, I believe that God, God wants to do some things for us as, as a house. He wants to, he wants to, I mean, he wants to. He wants thousands of people to find Jesus Christ as Lord and as Saviour. And when I say that, you know, I, I say that again. I say it because I really want you to understand my heart. It's not about just having great Sundays. It's not just about building or having a crowd that gathers. It's about building disciples. I, I tell you, every time I see a Freedom in Christ course come up or the new disciple course for, for we younger guys, um, I get so excited I get so excited because I'm thinking my God some people are going to get to the end of that their life is going to be completely changed because God God doesn't want us to be the same this time next year He doesn't want us to be the same some of the things that I'm battling today He doesn't want me to be battling with this time next year some of you were here for my this time next year message last Sunday but it's God, God wants us to be believing for some things even as individuals but as a church there are some things that are challenges today that, that God doesn't want to believe but, but he, he wants us to seek His face. He wants us because as we seek Him we will deepen our relationship with Him and that is, that is the most wonderful thing. A deeper relationship with God is more precious and wonderful than a direct answer to prayer. you'll get the direct answer to prayer. But the more wonderful thing is a deeper relationship with God. Will you seek Him for a spiritual breakthrough in your life, in the life of your family? Will you seek Him for a breakthrough in some of those areas of frustration? Maybe it's to do with health. Maybe it's to do with finances. Maybe it's to do with an issue uh, with with your child. I, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, but God is, God wants to move. I believe in a miracle working God. I believe in a God who answers prayer. But in order for God to answer prayer, we've got to pray the prayers. I believe, I, I honestly believe that We, as followers of Jesus, need to really re engage with what it means to seek the face of God, to call on His name. And it's work, it it takes time and it takes work. But you know, not everything in our walk with God is three steps to financial freedom. You know what I mean? I'm sorry to disappoint you. And even if you did get three steps to financial freedom, then it will be based on the foundation of prayer in your life. It's, you just can't microwave the promises of God. Some things just don't happen quick. They don't just happen like that. We have to work for it. But in the working, in the, as we work for it, something happens in me. <laughs> something changes in me something develops in me I'm stronger at the end of the process so not only do I have an answered prayer but I'm not the same. Do you know what I'm saying God wants to work something deep in each of our hearts because the best way to have a best the best life is to seek the face of God and Fasting and praying gives us the opportunity to realign ourselves with the things that are most important. Because the best thing for your family, understand me in this, the best thing for your family isn't necessarily an expensive holiday in June. The best thing for your family is that you engage with God at a new level this year. The answer to your deepest need is probably not the latest trainers. I could go on and say for some of you, it would be the best thing in the world to have a great holiday. For some of you, it would do the, the world of good to go and buy yourself the latest trainers. But that's another preach for another day. The most important thing is that we're doing it from a place where we're engaging with God. That is, that is what we must build. Otherwise, what we talk about, about reaching this city and reaching cities beyond here, it's just hot air. It means nothing, absolutely nothing. It's just something for the website for people to read, but it means nothing. The only way our lives really change is through and by the Spirit of God. It is in and through Him that I am a new creation, a brand new person. The old has gone, the new has come. It is in Him and by Him that, that my mind is renewed, that my behavior is changed. Maybe, maybe you wanna seek Him with me for a breakthrough in this church that we thank God for everything that He's done, but I wanna believe for an unprecedented year. When I fast and pray, I'm showing God and showing myself that I'm serious about God and I'm serious about God moving. Let me say that again. When I fast and pray, I'm showing God and I'm showing myself that I'm serious about God and I'm serious about God moving. It shows that I'm not here to mess around, not here just to go through the motions. When I pray and fast, when I seek the face of God, it means I'm taking action. I'm taking responsibility. I'm, I'm rising up with the authority that I have in Jesus' Name and understand, understanding that I've got a part to play in this. In His Name, I can make a difference. I am not a victim of my circumstances, but through and by Him, I can rise up in the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost and I can speak life. Into my family. I can speak life into my valley of dry bones and I can see it stand up a mighty army. I can speak life into my lack and I can see it become abundance. I can speak life into sickness and see it become health. I can speak life into brokenness and I can see it become wholeness. We have been given that level of anointing. We have been given that level of authority, not in ourselves, but in the name of Jesus, that name which is above every name. That's why we're praying. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're taking action because we are declaring together, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Some of you, as you sit here today, you've got some big questions about your life and you've got some big questions about the year ahead. Some things just aren't that clear, they're just not that sorted. Some of you have already begun to settle in. oh well maybe, maybe that's just the way the Lord wants it this year. And if that is the way the Lord wants it, great, but what if you were to rise up and say, Lord, I don't actually know. I'm not gonna take the road of least resistance. I'm gonna, I, I, whatever happens in my life, I know I'm gonna stand up, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna fight for my marriage, I'm gonna fight for my family, I'm gonna fight for that promotion, I'm gonna fight for that breakthrough and believe that God is gonna act on my behalf. But even if none of that happens, I will know that I'll have a deeper, more wonderful relationship with my heavenly Father. And at that, at the end of the day, is what counts the most. So in this coming week, and it's not just about this week, but it's a, it's a great start. Let's join our hearts together. If your life doesn't, I'd really want to encourage you to make the effort to come and join us for one, at least one of those corporate times of prayer. So we come and be family. Encourage one another. Speak into one another's lives. Just something happens when the people of God gather. That's why we're not a crowd. We are a supernatural gathering that Jesus calls His body on the earth. When we gather, the Bible says, even if we're just two or three, there is He in the midst. Father, we, we give You our lives. We give You this church. We give You this year and we give you our future. We say, let your kingdom come. We say, let your will be done. Lord, we're not here to do this in our own strength. We're not here because we just wanna say we've done it. We don't, we're not here just because we wanna tick the list and say, oh well, at least we did that. We're here because we need you. Lord, we need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, Lord, do something in us over this next week. Do something in us that only you can do. Father, I don't even want to decide what the outcomes are. I just want to entrust it to you and say, oh God, that as we seek you, you'll hear us and you'll answer us and you'll help us to grow and build as a church and as a community in these coming days and months so that when all is said and done, all the glory will go to you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart UK.